Relationships are hard. Can we just say that like out loud? Relationships, friendships, marriages, sometimes they can be hard. They can be tough. We can struggle, but they can also be amazing and beautiful and what God intended for them. On today's episode, I'm talking to my friend Selena and we're talking about relationships. She's sharing her story of coming from a divorced home to dating woes to now a fulfilling marriage. Selena's story serves as a testament to the power of trusting God for guidance in all things, including relationships. We're talking about how modern relationships are challenging and how she shares insights into building a marriage founded on faith, overcoming obstacles, and the importance of trusting God with it all. Join me for this conversation, whether you're single, married, dating, whatever it is, we're going to talk all about relationships today. Hey friend, welcome to the Abundant Woman Collective podcast. Do you want to grow in your faith and have an intimate relationship with Jesus? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to be overwhelmed and frustrated when you're way too busy and forgot to prioritize your time with him again? Hey, I'm Sam and I too was someone who craved a deeper relationship but was too busy to make it happen. I felt overwhelmed at trying to fit him in and wished I could be confident in my faith and identity. I wanted to read the Bible and actually understand what I was reading but I kept telling myself that I didn't have the time, the know-how, or the discipline or tools to make it happen until I found a little secret to get rid of the Christian checklist. In this podcast, you will find biblical truth, hope-filled conversations with women who are right where you are, and all of the practical tools to implement so that you will be able to deepen your relationship with Jesus. So grab your copy, Bible and pen, and let's dig in. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Abundant Woman Collective Podcast. I am so pumped for this episode. When it comes to helping Christian women navigate love, relationships, the single life, and marriage while honoring God, no one does it better than Selena Almodovar, a renowned Christian relationship author, coach, blogger, and speaker. Selena shows women how to love by faith by successfully transforming their love life through their trust in God. A Puerto Rican girl, city girl from the Midwest, mother of three children, Christian wife of 10 years, Selena's faith-driven coaching skills and resources help enable her clients to connect with God on a deeper level, all while they are living a, a Christian life full of love. So whether it's teaching others how to truly trust God, creating a fulfilling marriage that lasts, or manage a breakup, Selena is all about giving her clients the keys to unlocking a God-centered love life they can relish. Hello. I love that intro and bio. What I'm so excited. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. This is going to be a great conversation. So good. And if you don't mind, friends, we've had a warm up, so I'm ready to like just we're digging in. We're going Let's deep. Do we're it. hitting it hard. Um, how did you well you can give me if you want, if there's more like to your life that isn't in your bio, tell us about that. Yeah. And then I want to know how you've encountered God through different seasons. So I, I think the bio pretty much said a lot of my career, professional, you know, home life, married with the kids and all that. Um, shout out to Cleveland. Hey, and go hey. Browns, all that. <laughs> but I, I want to say that I have always been a Christian. I always grew up in a Christian home, even though I never had a personal you know, God is my Lord kind of relationship until my adult years. And so I grew up um, 
first of all, my parents were divorced. And that was kind of the the foundation of where I saw relationships. So I grew up where the majority of families in in my the, the majority of my cousins, my family, and all that, my friends, they were all single homes, you know, single parent households, mainly raised by the single by the single mom, you know, growing up in a city, um, going to Cleveland schools and stuff. So it was a pretty rough experience. And so where did I go to look for relationships? I went to R&B songs. I look to, you know, rom-coms. I look to the notebook. And those were kind of like, oh, I just want to grow old with this person. Like, that's all I want to do. And so I had these relationships as I got into high school and as I got into college thinking, I'm going to do the opposite of what my parents did because I don't want to end up as a divorced couple, you know, so I would mm. do everything I could all the things that the rom-coms have taught me, my, my, my diligent teachers at the time, you know, all of the, the R and B Mariah Carey and Aaliyah yes. and boys to men and okay. all of these songs were teaching me, you know, I was telling me how to love somebody, but then they would always fall apart because I was missing very serious pieces of my emotional health and my maturity and stability. And so, and I didn't have really God in the mix, even though, my Bible was open and I was reading, you know, my teen Bible and I went to the youth groups. I was really going for the guys and I was really just going for friends and I didn't really know anything. And so every time I had these breakups, I would go back to God and be like, why do you hate me, God? Like, why is this happening? Why am I having these broken relationships? And then I would feel the effects of being a divorced kid all over again you know, like, oh, this doesn't feel good. And oh, I, I love this person, but they don't love me back. I'm feeling rejected. I'm feeling abandoned. And so naturally, you, that's when you go back to God, like, dear Lord, please send me a savior, quote unquote, right? Please send me a man, please send me a husband. Like, I want to get married. I want to have a family. I want to have this happy ending that all these people and all these storytells and, and Disney princesses have. And so every time I would find a man, I would say, thank you, God you answered my prayer. And then it was terrible because I had baggage and I had issues and I never dealt with them because I didn't know how, because there was nobody stable enough to teach me. Right. And then we would have a breakup. God, why do you hate me? And it was just this vicious cycle. Oh, yeah. right? It was this terrible cycle. And so I finally got to the point um, after I graduated college and I became an adult and I moved back home to Cleveland with my family and I, my, my boyfriend at the time, he lived in another state and he dumped me over the phone and it just brought me to, I think would be my rock bottom moment in my relationships. And I knew I had nothing left to give. I had nowhere else to turn, but God, right. Cause I knew he was always there. And so that's when I finally started to say, okay, God, I trust you. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what you're doing but I'm just going to trust that you're going to take it from here. That doesn't mean that I became a saint overnight. That doesn't mean that I turned and had really good relationships afterwards. I actually went worse. Oh. <laughs> I actually spiraled worse. I, I, I gave in to the party life and the club life. And, you know, I just stopped believing in love. And I just started to, you know, date lots of guys and, play the game and ghost people and bad relationships and bad communication. And then eventually God really pulled me out of it and said, does it ever occur to you that while you're yelling at me, asking me to give you a husband, that maybe your husband is waiting for you to turn yourself around. 
Mm. And this was kind of the really first moment where I, I heard God. I really, I audibly heard him and it really felt like that was God telling me to change. And so little by little, I started to do things not for a man anymore, not for uh, kind of avenging my past and my childhood of this divorce, like trying to beat my parents at this relationship game. But now I'm going to do it for myself. And this time I'm going to do it God's way. And so that's when I started going to church. And that's when I started to learn about God. And I, let me tell you, I didn't know anything. I, I was, <laughs> I didn't know who Daniel was. I didn't know who Daniel Fast was. Okay. I didn't know what a prayer closet was. I I'm telling you, I thought I was something from Home Depot. I'm not even kidding. I wrote this in my notes when I went to church, like find out what a prayer closet is. Dude, duly noted. Got it. And little by little, because I started getting hungry and because I was like, no, I need to trust God first. Like this is the first step. I started to understand what it meant to surrender. I started to understand what it meant to have community and what it meant to have faith and what it meant to really trust him and really let go. And then slowly but surely, he started to change me from the inside out. And then I met my husband, who I thought had kids and was a baby daddy, but we grew, we grew. <laughs> and then we had a relationship where we actually was pure and we waited to kiss until our marriage day, our, our wedding day. And now, 10 years later, we are in a really good place with our marriage, with where we're at um, individually in our faith walk. We have t three kids, and we're going to start a podcast together to kind of share that experience of how people can love by faith and really do this thing called relationships with God as their centerpiece and as their, their guiding, their navigating point. So. Oh yeah. man, I <laughs> love so many pieces of your stories. Starting yeah. with you chose R and B to guide you in relationships. That's oh, all the things. <laughs> um, yeah, but also that at some point it sounds like there was a turning point, right? But before that, you were just doing what you knew how, and the only yeah. thing you knew how, and so you were operating out of self, essentially, right? Like, I this is all I can do. But there came yeah. a point where you he, he called you. And because of your hunger, like, I love that you said hunger. It wasn't like religion, a checklist. I need to be a better person, all of these things, but him calling you and stirring hunger inside of you is actually what deepened your, like furthered your walk with him. Right. Would you say that's accurate? Yeah. Like because of him, yeah. not all the things. Absolutely. Um, I, again, I knew the Bible stories. I knew the devotional. I knew I had the checklist. You know, you, you guys talk about the checklist on here. I had that. I thought, okay, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to do my devotional for the day and I'm going to pray my chapter that goes along with it and I'm done. And it wasn't serving me. I was still a, making a lot of bad choices, both to myself and around me. And knowing that God had more for me, but I never explored it, really had me asking myself, why not? Why am I so afraid to explore what God has for me? If God is such a good God, and if I believe in what I've read so far, then why am I not allowing him to be the Lord of my life? Mm -hmm. And that was the thing that I had to wrestle with. And so I decided to give it a shot. I think the biggest fear that I had, which I actually experienced, was I would have to die to myself. I had to let go of my old lifestyle. So I had to stop going to the bars. I had to stop going to clubs. I had to stop wasting my money. I had to turn friends down. 
my friends would call me every day. We used to go out all the time and just kick it in the city. And they would call me, Hey, are you coming out? Are you coming out? Are you coming out? And I had to slowly but surely like remove that lifestyle from me and choose to listen to worship music, choose to read the Bible, not because I had to, but Mm -hmm. because I knew if I wanted to live that life that God told me I could have, if he, if I wanted to see the other side of that fence that promises good and promises blessings, I needed to change some things in my lifestyle where it was. And so that was the hard part. And once I got through that, it it just felt like the floodgates started opening and peace more than anything and reconciliation with friends and family and just knowing that I was in a good place and I felt happy for the first time in a very long time, not because I was in a relationship or not because I was in a single season, but because I was me, you know, that felt good. And the world is such a, like, I just started to see things with a new lens and that is what helped me continue to pursue that. And that is what helped me continue to chase after God. So good. So through all of that dying to self, would you say it's worth it now? Yes, it is. It is because let me tell you, when you follow God, you're still going to get hit. You're still going to get through storms. You're still going to walk through the valley of the shadow of death, right? We are still in this human world. We're still in this this broken world. We're still going to feel things. But what happens is that now I have hope. And now I have faith and now I can see the good in things and I don't have to explain it all. Um, We were talking about this before we had recorded, you know, I have this crazy, stupid faith where I just, I say, okay, God, you know, I don't have to explain it anymore. I don't have to try to make sense of it all because I know that there is a God who has already 10 years ahead of me who have already placed things ahead. And the reason why I'm suffering today is because there's a bigger blessing in that time setting. And so I just have to keep walking towards it in order for me to achieve his plan and his purpose, because at the end of all things, it's going to be good and he's going to be glorified. And so I have to rest on that and I have to anchor myself in that. And so it is worth it to me because I no longer feel depressed and lonely. And there are times when I do feel it, but I'm not lingering in it. God Mm. pulls me out of it. He walks me through the valley of the shadow of the death. I'm no longer camping out in it. And so, yes, to me, I think it's totally worth it because now I have my shepherd and now I know the way out. Dang, that's a whole sermon (laughs) in itself. (laughs) I love it. Okay. What ways has God um, trained and changed, changed and transformed your human relationships, your friendships, your oh my marriage? Gosh. I, I, I love like God, and I'm not trying to say that to sound like I'm this super perfect relationship person because I am not. I am still petty Betty when I get mad enough, right? <laughs> I am still the person that can talk smack, and I'm super witty because I came from the city and I know how to clap back. At, a, at the drop of a dime. But what I've learned is it's not about me and it's not about them. And there's a, there's a bigger enemy at hand, you know, and I constantly have to remind myself, it's like the Hunger Games, like remember who the real enemy is. 
right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I I think about this quote almost every single day. I kid you not. I think of like, remember who the real enemy is. There are people out there. There's your family. There's your friends, your close friends, your, your distant friends, people that you like, your husband, if you're married, there are people that are going to do human things because we have human nature and it will get to me and I'll start, you know, the enemy will try to whisper into my ear, like, it's because of you. It's your fault or you're they're going to try to attack you. But really, it's like, hmm, we're all playing this game and there's another game playing around us, mm-hmm. right? And so I, with God in my circle and knowing how to love like God, everything is put through that lens now. So now I'm just like, okay, if this person's not calling me back, I'm offended, but do I really need to be offended? Because maybe they're going through something. Maybe I should pray. Maybe I should just seek out, you know, if it's really that big of a deal. Like, I feel like my maturity and my intelligence, my emotional intelligence is now getting filtered through a way that God loves and a way that God pours love. And so I always try to look at that as a reflection before I pop off at my mouth or before I take an action. I really try to just stop myself and be like, God. Holy Spirit, show me or reveal to me or let me pray for this person because maybe there's something I don't know, you know, and because of that, I can now move with grace and I can now move in a way that is more loving and makes me feel like, okay, my actions is now not even about you anymore. I'm doing it because I love God and I know it would please him. And so I do that. When it comes to my romantic relationship with my spouse, I stand on the Bible verse, Genesis 2.25. It's Adam and Eve in the garden, and they stood together, and they were naked and unashamed. And I always tell my clients, I tell everyone that I teach when it comes to relationships, if you are going to be in a relationship with somebody, and if you want to do it the way God showed us how to do it, then you have to be willing to stand before this person naked and unashamed, holding nothing back, being able to love this person unashamed, being able to have a relationship and live through life completely just exposed of who you are, of how you feel, and unashamed of that because you know this person is going to love you the way God has taught you to love them, which is unconditional. And so that has been huge because now I'm not afraid to be myself or I'm not afraid to change or I'm not afraid to talk about my feelings or my thoughts or my fears or my wants, my desires, my goals, because I know that I am standing with a husband who feels the same way. And together with God, we can walk in that as our whole selves, completely transparent with each other completely vulnerable enough to be that way. And then we can be strengthened through God's love and continue to go further and further, you know, into our marriage. So those are some of the ways that it's helped me in my various relationships. So we haven't talked about kids, but that's a whole nother, it's a whole nother thing. It's a series, a podcast. Are you going to talk about kids on your podcast? Yes. Um, we, we, I'm a planner. I kind of have like 20 episodes already mapped out. I don't know how he <laughs> feels it. about it, <laughs> but we are, we, I mean, we've gone through 10 years of marriage. Mm-hmm. So we've gone through kids. We've gone through, um, debt. We've had, we went into our marriage with six figures of debt. Thank you. Student loans. And now we're debt free. We've gone through, so cool. um, 
buying homes and, and investment properties. We've had three children. We've had one loss. We've had infertility. We've had death of parents. We've moved around. You know, we've had so much that has happened in 10 years, just like so many other married couples. And we were able to get through it all, all by coming back to God. And so, yeah, at some point we are going to be talking about kids and dates and finances and sex life and mental and, you know, supporting each other through businesses or education, you know, having the non-traditional college student in the family, you know, all of those things. We're going to be talking about all of that um, because marriage is real. And we all go through, you know, if you're married or if you're in a relationship, serious relationship, like that is real stuff. And the enemy will try to hit you and come at you. And we just want to build a platform where people can know that, hey, you can be Christian and you're also imperfect and you're also struggling. And that's okay because we all are and we all have one thing in common. And that is that you have God. And if you love by faith, based on how he taught you how to love, then you can get through it. It's not going to be easy, but you're not alone. And we want to help support you through that. Yeah, I love, I I feel like that's the, what is it called? Like the culture, the Christian culture shift a little bit in that um, yeah. maybe previously it looked like marriage was hidden. It was just between a man and woman. And so, mm-hmm. or my personal struggles, my ministry struggles, they were all behind sort of closed doors. And so, yes, while some subjects are appropriate that way, for the most part, it, 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 it fed a belief that like Christian people have it all together or pastors or preachers or these people on pedestals were this perfect image. And, and the shift that I see and I love, which is why we have guests on our uh, podcast is, is just transparency. Like, yeah. I feel like hearing people, I mean, yes, don't sit in the struggles, don't uh, dwell in the that, but like also hearing what people have walked through, uh, yeah. women in particular, like on this, even this podcast, like this little old podcast is has hundreds of stories of women, just the struggles that they've gone to. And I sit back and I'm like, man, you went through that and like, you're this now, like you're, you know what I mean? And it just, it spurs on my faith and it, it encourages other believers to hopefully deal with their junk and then also know that it's okay. Um, but also knowing that we can still put God first, even as we're going through life together in marriage or children or all the little, all the subjects, all the topics, you know? So I I love that. I have a really crazy visual that is just coming to mind as you speak about this. Um, we're all the body, right? Somebody's mm-hmm. an eye, somebody's a nose, somebody's an arm. And I feel like the way that we are moving now with this transparency, this this season of vulnerability, and maybe this came out of like the the epidemic years, you know, because we were all hidden and now we're like, we crave to be seen and we crave to be connected. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like if you are an arm. If you and your husband are the arm and you walk into a wall and you get bruised, like, wouldn't you want to tell the leg, like, Hey man, up ahead, there's a wall. wall. (laughs) Make sure you watch it. Okay. Like don't get bruised because we got bruised and it was really bad and we had to ice it and it was bad. So we're just trying to let you know, don't get bruised by this thing because we're all the same body and it's going to hurt again. You know, I just feel like as the body, we should be doing that. Mm -hmm. We should be letting them know, like, this is, you know, we are in some troubling seasons sometimes. And 
there's a way around it and a way out of it. But also I went through it and I, I understand you and I can connect with you and we have a commonality in that. And so therefore, why don't we share our information together? It's like the mom tribe. As soon as you become a mom, you know, you're instantly in this mom tribe and you instantly know like, Hey, my milk is low. And there's like five other people that are like, mm-hmm. you're going to do this and this and this, and then you're going to wait 20 minutes and then do this. And it works because we've been through it. We all know how to overcome those struggles. And so now that we're out, the Christian church is, we're hungry. We're craving this connection and we're craving this struggle, shared struggle, because we want to get through it together. We want to become stronger And we want to know that God is in all of us and he's doing different things so that we can help each other overcome those things. Yeah. Yeah. And when you said the wall thing, I totally pictured too, like, uh, (laughs) like if I, like a cut, like if I'm a side and I got, I got stabbed, like I am injured. This is too sciencey because my background is science too. (laughs) I think of like, well, all of the blood cells rush and like the healing takes place in the whole body helps to hurt that attack. And then also this is, I don't, we're going there, but it sends off signals to the rest of the body saying I'm injured. You know what I mean? And so in the real world, I feel like spiritual attacks happen. I feel like very firmly that there's attacks on marriages and families and children that we're walking through right now. And instead being like, my life is so perfect. My kids are so perfect. They're amazing, but none of us are perfect. Right. I can instead be like, Hey, yo, I seen the enemy attack in this way. Mamas, you need to get on your knees and protect your kids. You know what I mean? Like it's that it's community. It's fighting together. It's all of the things, but none of it works if without God at the center and without relationships being important. God thought relationships were important enough to make more than one person. You know what I mean? And Absolutely. to send his son and die. Like, So we should probably put the same importance on our relationships, both romantic and not familial and friendships. Yeah. And- yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's the exposure of it. You know, when you expose something, it brings light to it. You know, it, it, takes it out of the shadows and into the light. And what is the light? It's God. And so we allow God to enter into it by exposing what we're going through and what we're suffering through. Then it allows God to eliminate the fear of whatever lies in the shadows. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For the women that are listening and they're maybe in a, and maybe they're still in tougher seasons or lonely seasons or some of the seasons that you described and experienced, how did you get to where you are now? Like, what did you do? So every season is different. I did not realize that when I was going through them. I thought, okay, waking up before kids at 5 a.m. and journaling and going through this really good devotional was going to help me. And it did for a season. And then things happened and I got tired or the holidays hit or everyone got sick in the house. Right. And then you struggle and you're trying to find it out. And so then my season changed to, okay, when I make dinner, I'm going to read the Bible and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And then that worked for a season and then summer came and then dinners were off and everybody's outside, you know? And so I say all that to say that you have a plan, but you have to make sure that your plan is always going to go with the flow of your season, right? Mm -hmm. You have to have the mindset of like, no matter where I am and no matter what's happening around me, 
my plan is I'm going to seek God in some way, whether that's five minutes in the morning or whether it's every time you take a shower, that is your prayer day. The end. Like you're, you're getting clean inside and out. Okay. (laughs) Or, or if you're like in a really tough season and like you and your husband, okay. Sundays and Mondays, that is our prayer day. Okay. And we're going to pray, right? Where it, it, it's never going to be the same. And I think we get so stuck in that. We get stuck in the routine of like, oh, this feels really good now. And now I feel terrible because I can't do it anymore, mm-hmm. right? You just have to switch it up. But as long as you have the mindset that you're going to do something and you could figure out what that something is in that season, that is what helped me get through all of my seasons. And so when I was single and dating, I was every Friday and Saturday, I was in my home by myself because I wanted to be, I wanted to really get to understand God. I got a study Bible. I thought it was the most amazing thing in the world. I started doing that now, now in today, 10 years later, I use TikTok. Okay. So I'm reading, I'm reading, uh, the daily grace co chronological study of the Bible. And so every day I'm reading something, but when there are parts of the Bible that are just like, wow, that is really profound. I don't understand. I go to TikTok. So, you know, for example, I went on TikTok, I typed in Solomon's Temple and I saw a whole animated series of Solomon's Temple. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. You know, or Ezekiel. Now we're in Ezekiel or in Daniel. I'll just type it in. I use what I have around me to get what I can get to learn and get closer to God. You know, I used to journal every day. I'm a writer. I love to journal. Now with three small children, I can only journal once a week. And mm-hmm. I get my fix in and this is where I'm at. And this feels great, you know, self-care or, you know, being close to God, having those moments, you know, those really good moments. I can only have those really good moments now when I'm getting ready for church on Sunday mornings. Am I sad about that? A little, but I take it as it is. And I make the most out of it because that's what I have to offer. And that's where I can meet God. It's mm-hmm. not in the minutes. It's in the moments. And so what has helped me through the years get better and get closer and grow deeper with God is the mindset of no matter what season I'm in, I'm going to do something that's going to fit that season to help me stay growing. And so that's what I do. Yeah. I love that you said it's a mindset too, because I, I agree with that. I think our mindset gets us tripped up so much that we have something that's working and looks a certain way. Or we think something should look a certain way. Maybe our quiet time needs to be 30 minutes and open your Bible and read three passages. And, and as same seasons, uh, with kids, I mean, I would, I would love for 30 quiet minutes and that's a good idea, but no, it also looks like, okay, I start my reading. Maybe my kids join in with me. Maybe life happens and it gets crazy. And so maybe I'm talking to God while we're doing the dishes then. And then, you know what I mean? Like, because it's relationship focused and not, uh, I don't know, merit, I don't know, whatever the opposite of that would be relationship focus. It means that he comes with me all the time. Just like I don't talk to my husband for 30 minutes once a day in the same way. I don't talk to God just that one time, but I do love that you invite women to create it depending on what your seasons look like. And we are all walking through different seasons and challenges and trials. And so that gives you a permission slip to figure out what works best for you. Not the chick next to you not last season, but what you're going through right now in this season and keeping him first. Amen. So good. So I do want to um, hear more about all the things, but before we do that, I would love for you 
to speak a word of life and encouragement over the women, just whatever Holy Spirit's leading you to um, about what we've talked about and just get them. <laughs> I, I, I'm feeling the seasons, right? Because right now when we're recording this episode, it's, it's kind of back to school season about to turn into October season, which really means it's Christmas season for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. It's just, and I just feel like people are transitioning their minds and their hearts to prepare for the end of the year. Okay. It's not just a new season. It's the end of a year. And so we are all just kind of going around that and just wrapping our heads around like what this year was and what we're looking forward to in the new season. And maybe some of us are just out there saying, I just want to get to the end of this year. Like, I just want to be like, let me just crash land this plane and be done with it and start over. Let me just, I'm ready for the start over part. And I just want to say that, um, this is a year of harvest. This is the season of harvest. This is the season of Thanksgiving. This is the season of giving, you know, all of the things line up, you know, um, September is the beginning of the harvest. October is the collection of the harvest. November is the gratitude from the harvest. And then December is the season where you give because you're expressed gratitude, right? So it all flows. And I just want you to be mindful that no matter where you are in this season or no matter what God has brought you through in this year, that he has always been with you and he is always I, hmm, something in my heart. I'm going to share it. Whoever is listening to this right now, he is very pleased with what you have given him. Okay. God never takes what you have given him and tosses it aside because he thinks it's not enough. So if you gave him a moment, if you gave him a minute, if you gave him a mindful, if you gave him a month, if you gave him more, right? I didn't mean for all those things to start with M, but hey, it did. Um, God takes it and he is pleased with it because no matter what, at the end of all of it, he wants the relationship with you. Okay. He's not that awkward friend that's like really offended because you didn't call them back on their timeline. He's not that expectant friend of like, oh, I got to keep up with her because she's up with all the he- the trends and I have to, you know, con- I'm constantly comparing myself. Like, no, God is your friend. He wants your relationship and what you give him, he is pleased with it because he loves you regardless, no matter what. And so as you're ending this year and as you're ending this season and you're walking into these different seasons, just remember that what you're giving him is enough. What you're giving him is enough. God does not think the way we think. He measures it differently. He sees it differently. He loves you all the same. And so give him what you can and he will take it. He will take those seeds and he will produce the fruit from them. But you have to be willing to plant them. And so my encouragement is to plant what you have in the minutes and in the moments that you have because he receives it and he is pleased with it no matter what you do or what you think about it. So good. Thank you for that. Yes. Yeah. Um, just came out. <laughs> I love it. Nope. Yeah. Uh, I, those are my favorite kind of moments. And so, uh, um, okay. So where can we find you, stalk you? You hang out on TikTok apparently, which I, I need to test out that trick. What the, I had no idea. That TikTok, TikTok is was. a really good search engine, believe it or not. I mean, I know people are on Pinterest and they're on YouTube, but TikTok is becoming a very good search engine. Um, so you can find me anywhere where my name is. Uh, I am, I've been 
in my business for over 10 years. And so I've had enough time to join everything. (laughs) (laughs) But where you can find me the most is I am actually uh, restarting my new season on YouTube. So I will be uh, posting a lot of new stuff there. My husband and I are going to be starting a new podcast, the Love by Faith podcast, uh, sometime in late October, early November. So you can be on the lookout to listen there. And my favorite place to hang out is really Instagram. I love hanging out on Instagram. So I am there um, posting and I'm on the stories all the time and threads. Threads is like good Twitter. (laughs) Twitter was good Twitter. So I I like to be on threads. I'm still, you know, figuring it out, but Mm -hmm. I like that I am able to talk about relationships and Mm-hmm. Where I feel like a lot of other platforms is like, you got to stay in your lane and stick to the script. I feel like threads, I can talk about my two-year-old and apples and Star Wars and uh, and relationships and people receive it and I love yeah. it. So you can find me in those places. I love it. That is so yeah. great. Thank you <laughs> so much, Selena, for your time and your wisdom and just this beautiful conversation. Thank you so much for having me and for allowing me to share your audience today. And I just, I had a really great time and I hope everybody enjoyed it as well. Friend, I hope you were blessed by this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before you go, quick things. One, can you follow us on social? I would love to get social with you. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube all have the username Abundant Woman Co. Come say hi. Also, we have a free Facebook community that has women just like you building community, going after Jesus and just making connections. Come join us there. I can't wait to meet you. And last, I would love if you could screenshot this episode and share it on your socials for a chance to be featured. Until next time.